Hello everyone, welcome to Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece, give it our super scientific rating, um, and just laugh and chit chat and maybe get in a fight or two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it is October, so we're going to do um, alliteration just didn't work. And so we're going to do paranormal October. And um, before we get into our movie, Julie, recommendations every time i know i i literally was like oh shit I was supposed to do um i i feel like i can't i can't remember the i'm doing well um did we talk about league of their own we have not we, we have in our lives we have in our lives yeah i don't think we've talked about it on the podcast okay well I know that lives by the, are the podcast. By the by the point that this airs, the show will have been out, I think, for about a month and a half. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. Um the, this phenomenon that is happening with review bombing. Oh yeah. Phenomenon's not the right word, but it's like whenever there is a show that's like mostly a female cast or a cast that includes more diversity whether it includes race sexual preference you know anything like that or Mm -hmm. god forbid is like the showrunners are women Mm -hmm. there's like before the show even came out the reviews were split between five and one stars not from critics from just people that are like i feel like this is a bad idea right i feel like it's a great idea and you're like you haven't seen it it's just an idea (laughs) yeah so i just like that shit gets me so up in my craw um and this this was one in particular that like people are like that's not that's not historically accurate people weren't gay and they didn't talk like that and i'm like sit down bitch (laughs) which is what my grandmother would say um, I, really, I got really fired up really quickly. I, I have apparently been holding on to this, just like waiting for the opportunity to talk about it. Um, I, oh, um, I texted our friend Tony, front of, front of the podcast, about this, but Ink Master is back <laughs> on Paramount Plus. Is it like the tattoo show? The tattoo show is back and they remounted it with new judges and it is probably like not the opposite of league of their own but just in a different you know just like i'm gonna put it on while i clean and then i'm gonna be like oh i would have done that tattoo better like of course i would i have no first off art skills let alone tattoo skills but oh that's that's selena and chef for me yeah where you're just like i'm just gonna judge these people Oh no, I'm not judging her. I love Selena. Yeah, yeah. This is not this is not me judging Selena. I just find her very soothing. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, Ink Master on Paramount Plus. But like it's not that much of it. So I, I also recommend just getting the three seven day trial because there's not a lot on Paramount Plus mm-hmm. unless you're a survivor person. Or so. Star Trek, like my <laughs> or husband. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Julie, what movie mm-hmm. were we talking about? uh we are talking sorry i just choked on my water we're talking about hocus pocus which i believe was your pick yes um i think it was a mutual pick i think okay october i think we're gonna have a lot of mutual picks we're both like we both want to do this um i just want to say that if you are you heard hocus pocus you're like but this takes place in the now it wasn't a pop culture period piece it wasn't a period piece at all first off there is a flashback second the main characters are from a time period and third it's our podcast and we want to do it. 
So was is there a legitimate concern people are gonna be like this isn't a pop culture period piece movie? No. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that's what my I'm, I've We're just judged myself cutting like, it off at the pass. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Because I immediately because every like it starts it starts in the olden times. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I I, I'm trying to make sure we don't get the five one star split when the title comes out. So, you know, you sound like a bull about to die. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I was I just to get a sip of water, yeah. so I was laughing, but I also couldn't open my mouth. <laughs> it was it was like an animated bull from a Disney movie about to charge. It was great. I feel um, like every episode is just me further and further descending into madness. I love it. And I love it. It's gonna be great. <gasps> There's my dog, <laughs> just being cute. Um, so hocus pocus. The first time you saw it, what what's happening, Julie? Tell me about your history with this movie. It's so funny because I don't remember the first time I saw it. Um, I would I would say it probably wasn't that memorable for me the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, but when I was older, I, I do think that this was a movie that people of my age that had like grown up of that that like disney channel generation Mm -hmm. where like disney was just like trying to churn out product Mm -hmm. um it was like a connecting point where everyone like knows that movie and so i remember very distinctly like my first like theater gig outside of college not during summer we all watched the movie together Um, and then it's just, it's become just like an easy Halloween tradition of like, Hey y'all let's watch Hocus Pocus together. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember my first time either. People like, I remember seeing the mummy. I remember my first time seeing Indiana Jones in theaters. It must've been on like ABC family, RIP, um, 30 days of Halloween, you know, Oh yeah. like something like that. I was much more a Casper girl. I remember my first time seeing Casper, um but i think there are i i like this movie now as an adult i think there was such a split when i was younger of like you were either casper or hocus pocus or you were or the other teen or teens or kids were like you're a baby you should watch chucky like (laughs) there that was the split and i was casper i i i want i want to meet like i want to go back in time and meet laura in school because you always share these stories about like kids being like you're wrong you either like this or that and like let me be clear like kids kids at my school very much bullied but i i never experienced so much like you have to like this movie or that movie julie i have i have horror stories that are not for this podcast about me being (laughs) bullied like truly just sad like when even when you were like I want to meet little Laura I was like oh can you give her a hug like she just went through a lot um and she did not deserve it and kids you know kids can be mean but her people hurt people um yeah yeah, there's just a lot of like rules especially like in the world Uh uh-huh speaking of kids being scared did I ever tell you about like my peeing thing no okay (laughs) I I was oversharing (laughs) go okay so this this actually kind of circles back to the start of the podcast when you were worried that people were going to be like this is wrong yeah um so it's a nice little full circle moment i suppose but 
when I was younger, I just like got it in my head. I just like made this decision that like people were going to say <laughs> that I like I didn't pee fast enough or that like I didn't pee right, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, public restrooms. Yeah. So as a kid, I would go into the bathroom and like I would only go in to pee if no one else was there. And then I would pee like really fast and just yeah. like pee and get out of there. And ironically, I have trained myself to pee so fast that when I am in a public restroom, every single time, if like I go in the restroom with a friend and we're like both in the restroom and I get out of the stall first, they're always like, wow, you pee really fast. Um, I brought on my own judgment. No, I, I also pee really fast. And I don't know if we've ever had an awkward moment in the bathroom like that, because I feel like we've always come out at the same time. And now, now I'm going to be in my head the next time we're together and in a bathroom stall. <laughs> well, we're not usually in the stall together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's next to each other or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, isn't it funny the like weird pressures that either other people put on ourselves? Like, I wish that both of our little selves had the cojones to be like, what does that fucking matter? <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about the opening scene because you sent me a note that I feel like we may fight about um what was your first note about the opening scene my first note was that old-timey Salem was so fake looking and I'm curious how this will compare with Hocus Pocus 2 and and let me say what was fake to me Mm -hmm. was the foliage and the skyline like there are several places throughout the movie like when they're walking in like Salem Square Mm-hmm. with like the super orange leaves and like some of the fallen leaves from the tree are climbing up the trash can mm-hmm. like there was a lot of moments where i was like okay set decorators calm down uh, but it was especially apparent to me in old-timey salem okay so old-timey salem is filmed in pioneer village um and it was built in the 1930s so uh, it's not an original structure but it was the first living history museum in the united states yeah, but but the trees and the skyline were fucking fake. Yeah, because they probably filmed in April, and then they probably had the Boston <laughs> or like what the like Salem skyline behind them. So okay, valid, valid. I thought you were gonna be like, it all looked like a green screen. I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I've okay. I've been to Salem. Yeah, many times from my time from my my sojourn in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um. I do like that this starts with like this is the quintessential 90s teenage heartthrob the middle part part that keeps going in the eyes yep the um loose white shirt like this is the Casper the Leo all of them rolled into one um (laughs) the Brendan they're all like yeah oh god yeah yeah um so yeah, I think I, I wanted, the, another reason why I think this movie did not hit for me the way it probably did other people was when it came out, I was probably like eight maybe. And I was a, a younger sister, like by a decade. Mm, mm-hmm. So I felt like I was supposed to relate to Danny, but she annoyed the shit out of me. And oh, I was like, I'm not, I'm not her. How dare you? I wanted to, I wanted to be 
wanted the witches and I just wasn't I was a Danny I mean I, I the witches have the most fun yeah. in this movie mm-hmm. um it's interesting though because I didn't find Danny annoying I just kept getting mad at Max and I think because I like I was not Danny's age when the movie came out but mm-hmm. I very much had that relationship with my brother where he just like kept fucking shit up Mm-hmm. and like I'd be left to deal with it like my brother would light the candle yeah this was where I I um my house was extremely religious and the word virgins in the bible a billion times right but they don't talk they don't say virgin in Lutheranism mm-hmm. they just say Mary um but this was like the first time I heard the word virgin a lot and so I asked my mom like what does that mean and she's like we don't talk about it <laughs> So I do remember that part. It probably wasn't the first time I watched it. It was probably like the second or third time. Um, they they dropped it so much. Yeah. I, like I was talking about Mike with, with this. And I was like, is it is it like a thing where they were like, the writer's room was like, oh, no one's going to believe someone in junior high is a virgin. We better really lean into it. Because they just like, they drop it all the time. Like it's like someone's name. Yeah, and they the like guy who's dressed up like a cop is like messing with him and like oh and it just shows how like weird the nineties were that it's like you're a child but you should have lost your virginity by now. We're gonna shame you about it. It -hmm. just yeah. Because it's like a virgin lit the candle. Why couldn't have been all three of them, like Danny or whatever? There is a like reddit or whatever that it's like does he lose his virginity by the end of the movie <laughs> like when they're sleep like when they're sleeping together quote unquote like did they actually sleep together and that's why like she can't suck his soul down as quickly or mm-hmm. fan theories now as an adult i did relate to the anderson sisters more um than i did before watching it this last time mm-hmm especially the (laughs) the, like we're young well younger (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) um you stayed in an airbnb right near allison's house yeah so allison's house is i think it's called the roper mansion Mm -hmm. um so right in salem I'm like picturing I'm picturing all the streets from Salem because I've stayed there a few times but there's the witch's house not the house of the seven gables I think it's just called I think it's literally called like the witch museum yeah um I've I've literally the number of times I've been to Salem and have not been in this museum this house I've only been Um, at Salem once I went you went to the house yeah god it's all like I've never been in it hasn't already had all their like tickets to get in sold it was pre-internet though like i went when i was like i was a spooky child so we went when i was like 10 or 11. um is it really just called the salem witch house because this is really bothering me because it's not the salem witch museum because that's something else that's like a big building yeah um this is like a like it literally looks like a witch's house 
think so. I didn't go in House of Seven Gables because that was all, all the tickets have been sold out for that. I oh, know. You should go. That Yeah, it is. It's like the witch house. So that street that the witch house is on, Essex, if mm-hmm. you continue on that street, because um, it like curves, that's like where like four streets meet. Mm-hmm. It, the the Roper house was on that. And I only like I only distinctly remember this because when we were getting ready to leave our Airbnb, for some reason, like I was sitting outside waiting for Mike. I think he went upstairs to do his like final check. Mm-hmm. He has to like check everything. Yep. Um, and I just remember being like very fascinated by this house across the street from me. And now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like that they set the movie in its actual city because mm-hmm. they easily couldn't have like they easily could have been in mm-hmm. LA like Northern California or somewhere in New York um, but the fact that they decided to do it in Salem and I'm sure it like increases Salem tour like not that Salem ever had a problem with tourism but <laughs> they're fine they're doing fine but the amount of people that like go just because they love this movie and like take pictures in front of all the different houses and I laughed not in like a this is funny way um, during during the pandemic because um, mm-hmm. we were up in Boston at the time like Salem would literally especially during like September October they were like please don't come here please <laughs> do not come here um, and when I was when I saw Allison's house last night I was like gosh this looks I feel like I've seen this house before I need to look up. So I like looked up, you know, locations from the movie mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was a blog by a girl that was like living in New York and it was during the pandemic. And she's like, so I just took the train to Boston and then I got an Uber um, to Salem and then I stayed in a few Airbnbs. And I was like, you did the thing Salem asked you not to. And it's so hard, like when you're a tourist city to be like, please don't come here. And I remember there were a lot of, yeah, there were just a lot of cities that had to do that. And mm-hmm. yeah, and people still went and you can't say like, you can't bar them out and you have to yeah. be hospitable because tourism is your industry. So you don't want a bad review, <laughs> but at the same time, I, um, what do you think they're going to do? Should we get, go on to the second movie? Yeah. Oh, before we do, I'm sorry. This is also probably one of the gore. So like Casper has like gross stuff. Uh-huh. But I think this is like one of the most. I don't want to say gory, but. um, Oh, I have another thing to say. I like six other things. But with did you, Billy. Uh-huh. Did you write down notes for this episode? No, I didn't. Okay, I can tell. Thanks. <laughs> You're like chaos in action right now. It's awesome. I'm chaos in action. I do have uh, one thing I want to say. My last note, because I do okay. think it'll skew into Hocus Pocus too. Okay, cool. Uh, two things. One, um, that with like Billy and like the poofing out the butterflies and losing his head and Binks getting run over and like it just has some really dark elements to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they do worship the devil and call him master like there's like and it's very funny but it's just um like it's one of those things that like for a kids movie you're like huh 90s <laughs> disney just was different um but i want to say doug jones i think that's his mm-hmm. name who plays billy is the king 
of costumed makeup roles he yes. was also the um the gentleman in the silence episode of buffy or oh, Hush. i didn't know that yeah he's the gentleman he like so listeners if you haven't looked up doug jones he has like saved your childhood and you will never know it because he's always in like tons of makeup um but he plays billy hmm. what was the last thing you were gonna say Oh, so the last thing I was going to say mm-hmm. is, uh, is similarly, um, just it's so interesting how much in this movie, like even just going back to the virgin thing, mm-hmm. how much of this movie that it was like, people get upset when like two characters hold hands that are of the mm-hmm. same sex now. And like overwhelming the argument, especially being in Florida where they're like, we can't have so much stuff mm-hmm. um overwhelming the argument is like i don't my kids aren't ready to talk about that like i need to to make sure my kids are ready like blah 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 blah. and so like so much in the this movie is like absolutely a kid's gonna turn to their mom and be like what's a virgin well yeah sarah riding the bus boy's lap oh my god and yes like, come stay the night oh you'll hate me in the morning oh i promise i would like that whole thing did not understand it until this last time I watched it. And I was mm-hmm, like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. But I'm curious. Yeah. With the new movie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sneeze. Oh no. <gasps> okay. That was the tiniest sneeze I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm trying to internalize it. Um, <laughs> I'm curious with the new movie if they'll keep that tone. Mm-hmm that exists or if they'll sort of like pander mm-hmm. to the you know the family first brigade or whatever they call themselves and like really yeah. like make this a vanilla movie well there's like two sides of this argument one is like kathy and jimmy and bet midler i don't think would sign off on it if it did mm. but sarah jessica parker nothing against her But man, I was never more sad than I was during the Sex and the City reboot. I just, I felt like it was. I didn't watch. I'm uh, glad. Yeah. That comment. It just was trying, trying so hard to be of now Mm -hmm. and what made it good then. Mm. Um, If that may, if that makes sense. And there was just so much stuff where it was like, it, it just kind of negated who the characters were last mm. like things that with storylines that we had resolved they're like oh but never mind more drama so we're gonna uncheck that box so anyway so it's like i've seen that happen right and right. so i don't and not that sex and city and hocus pocus are the same at all um both directed by kenny ortega yes um <laughs> but i i just um yeah where it's just i feel i feel like i don't know i i i will watch it the moment it comes out but um yeah did you ever dress up as any of the characters oh i didn't but man the like the opportunities to cosplay in this movie like i i have a note at one point because when they're hanged there's just like a beautiful close-up of like their shoes and their mm-hmm. stockings oh yeah like uh this movie is just rife with opportunities to dress up my in 
when I lived in our frat house, the other two girls that lived with me were on our floor. One was a blonde, a skinny blonde, and one was a, a plus size brunette, and I was a medium sized redhead. And you better damn believe <laughs> we we during our Halloween party was we were that pretty quickly. Um, and it was great. So yeah. Anything else? Um I'm gonna this I'm gonna do a plug for a local performance group actually <gasps> while we're while we're talking about <laughs> focus focus there's a a group based in um Orlando called Winnie's Rock Cauldron Cabaret mm-hmm. um and the sort of like founder of the group the original Winnie Jenica McCleary she's like uh, like when um fox family did their like have the sanderson sisters like she was winifred oh um, like she's cool. really really amazing yeah but they just did a casting um f- for like not replacements but like they're they're sending this out like all mm-hmm. over like they're um it's basically a touring show yeah and i like I'm so excited by their casting announcement because it is so many talented, talented individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a beautiful example of diverse casting Mm -hmm. Um, in that it's, you know, it's not like, oh, well, the person that plays Winifred has to be a cis white woman with red hair. Like, that's not what's happening. And I'm, I'm so excited. It's so wonderful. And I feel like they just announced like their first, yeah, their first fully black indigenous people of color performance of this cabaret is going to oh, be. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I just think that I just want to give a shout out to people that are doing the work. Yeah. Are Is it, you said it's going to different cities? Yeah. Like it's one of those things where like they don't tour. It's like, um, like people book it, I guess. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, what yeah, is of that? Course, of like inquiries and bookings. Okay, got so it. So like she's not planning a tour, but like they gig out because so like they get booked so much during Halloween. I'm sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. We'll have to put put their stuff in our in our in our gram. Um cool. Well, Julie. Yeah. One out of ten books made out of human flesh. <laughs> Which was you- a thing. Which was a thing. We there was one in Boston. Um, what do you give this movie? I'm gonna give it a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a movie that never intended to be a pop culture phenomenon, mm-hmm. um, but through the form, through the strong performances, but also um just like the socialization of it like the fact that like i i never watch this movie without other people now like nobody's like i'm gonna have my individual watching of the year it's always like hey y'all time to watch together Mm -hmm. um it's just it is a great movie to watch with people Mm -hmm. i got a whole speech from mike about how the girl that played vanessa was like every guy's crush oh i'm sure Apparently she was in Ladybugs. I didn't know, but he did. <laughs> I would also give it a seven. I feel like it's not, you know, not, it's not Casper. I'm kidding, kind of. Um, it, but it, it is, uh, yeah, it's just fun to watch. It's fun to 
it's even with the sound off it just is a fun halloween movie you know what i mean like it's aesthetically Mm -hmm. even though the even though the foliage is fake it's still fun (laughs) orange foliage you know um and it's just kind of what i feel like if teenagers wrote a halloween movie this is what it would be and that's really cool um so yeah so julie what do you have to look forward to um well specifically today even though when this airs we will be bored in history or future past anyway um it's it's mike's birthday he loves star trek so we are going to the movie theater to see the 40th anniversary showing of the wrath of khan oh but is that a coincidence that that happened i know Um, right what are the chances wow (laughs) yeah so that's that but we're going with another um couple friend of ours and and i'm just excited to just be social in that way Mm -hmm. um there is a (laughs) in pittsburgh there's an old parking lot that they tore down um i promise this again somewhere and it's so they tore down put a big slab of concrete on it but the cultural trust which is this like real estate firm that owns all the theaters in downtown in the cultural Mm -hmm. district they bought the property they're going to eventually put something there but right now they're call it the backyard so they put down like astroturf and um like cute adirondack chairs and picnic tables whatever and a stage and so friends of mine are performing in a little cabaret at noon uh at the backyard yeah so get a coffee sit there with my friends um it's probably gonna rain so I haven't seen a show in the rain in a very long time. Um, <laughs> and I used to do summer stock and outdoor shows. So like, I don't know. That is always kind of fun if it's like slightly drizzling, but you still have to watch a show. It feels, feels like home. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. So uh, listeners, it is Paranormal October. Um, I highly recommend you listen to the other podcasts that are out there. Trend Network has some really cool stuff for this uh, month. And like, review, subscribe, buy our merch, and have a have a spooky season. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. pop culture period peace podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other podcasts please visit the tridentnetwork.com